0: Welcome to the Dermatology Podcast, the official podcast of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology. I'm Christopher Horskamp.
1: And I'm Cécile Mitoir.
0: And we are your hosts. It's a new year, and of course, there is new research. Today, we'll be going through the Journal of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology's Editor's Picks for January 2021. We'll be covering topics pre-exposure prophylaxis, antiandrogens in the treatment of severe COVID-19, screening for frailty in dermato-oncology, and the treatment of crow's feet. Let's get right into the first article. Does pre-exposure prophylaxis increase the risk of acquiring sexually transmitted infections? Although treatment with pre-exposure prophylaxis, or PrEP, significantly reduces the risk of acquiring HIV in patients exposed to a high risk of infection, such as men who have sex with men, its use continues to be debated regarding the possible resurgence of other sexually transmitted infections because of the potential for risk compensation. M. Colas from the University of Franche-Comté in France and co-authors performed a multi-center retrospective observational study in a high-risk population of men who have sex with men. Their findings were that PrEP did not increase the risk of developing a new STI. The N was 92. Relative risk was equal to 0.83 with a 95% confidence interval, which was from 0.56 to 1.22. Moreover, there is a higher number of consultations and tests performed per patient in the Men Who Have Sex With Men PrEP-positive group with a p-value of 0.02. Their results underline the importance of surveillance, regular screening of other sexually transmitted infections, and messages on protection with condoms and vaccinations in Men Who Have Sex With Men PrEP-positive patients.
1: Anti-androgens in the treatment of severe COVID-19 COVID-19 disease has particularly affected men since the pandemic started and men are more likely to be admitted to the intensive care unit ICU, for the disease than women. This suggests that androgens, a sex hormone that is usually more present in males, may be involved in the severity of COVID-19. Androgenetic alopecia, AA, also known as male pattern hair loss or male balding, is a common condition that involves androgen receptor gene variations. Interestingly, in a previous study, the majority, 79% of men hospitalized with COVID-19, had some degree of AA. In another study, the entry of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19 disease into type 2 pneumocytes. The lining of alveolar lung cells responsible for secreting surfactant, which prevents alveoli, air sacs where oxygen is exchanged, from collapsing, was found to be dependent on the human protein called transmembrane serine protease 2, TMPRSS2. TMPRSS2 is in turn dependent on the androgen receptor, which can explain the gender bias in COVID-19. Therefore, entry of the virus may be diminished by the use of antiandrogen medications such as 5-alpha-reductase inhibitors, among others. Based on this evidence, in letters to the editor J. McCoy from Applied Biology USA and C.J. Wambier from Albert Medical School of Brown University USA and their co-authors address a prospective longitudinal study among 77 males Hospitalized with COVID-19. They found that using 5-alpha-reductase inhibitors, notably in older individuals with cardiovascular comorbidities, was associated with a reduced risk for ICU admissions, relative risk of 0.14, 95% confidence interval is 0.02 to 0.94, and that men using 5-alpha-reductase inhibitors at patient has fever COVID-19-related symptoms. Among subjects not taking androgen-modifying drugs, genetic variations in the androgen receptor gene may predict COVID-19 disease severity, namely when a DNA segment called CAG repeat is longer. Though this is a small study, the authors urge others to undertake studies of androgen-modifying drugs as prophylactic and treatment options for COVID-19. The authors are currently conducting a double-blinded, randomized prospective study of dutasteride and a novel antiandrogen, proxelitomide, as a treatment for newly diagnosed COVID-19 patients.
0: Screening for Frailty in Dermato-Oncology The management of skin cancer in a growing number of older patients can be challenging due to the risk of both under- and overtreatment. Frailty is a clinical syndrome frequently seen in older patients where depletion of physiological reserves leads to adverse health outcomes. Therefore, it could be helpful to incorporate frailty screening in a daily dermatooncology practice. MEC Van Winden from Radboud University Medical Center in the Netherlands and co-authors conducted a modified Delphi study, a method of reaching consensus among experts, about frailty screening tools. Physicians and patients involved in a dermato-oncology practice prioritized the comorbidity assessment, medication use, and cognitive impairment as the most important domains in frailty screening. The authors evaluated available frailty screening tools possibly suited for dermato-oncology and found that the Geriatric 8, G8, appears to be the most appropriate screening tool due to the evaluated domains, psychometric properties, quick execution, and extensive use in other medical fields. However, further research on frailty screening is warranted, particularly the consequences of frailty on risks associated with dermato therapies.
1: A small study supports less injections, less pain, and longevity in treating crow's Botulinum toxin type A, sometimes called Botox, which is one of the brand names, is the most commonly used neurotoxin to block muscle contraction. In addition to treating many medical conditions, it is also used in facial aesthetics since muscle paralysis can lead to the reduction of facial wrinkles, particularly periorbital right or cross feet, wrinkles close to the outer corner of the eye. In a single center, prospective, comparative, randomized, split face control trial among forty-eight subjects, V. Keramon from Mahedol University in Thailand and co-authors compared the efficacy and duration of effect of two injection techniques using incubotulinum toxin A, thought to be the purest toxin available, meaning that it only contains neurotoxins and not proteins, in the treatment of crossfeed. They found that 3-point intramuscular neurotoxin injection resulted in greater efficacy and longevity, with effects lasting up to 24 weeks when compared to 6-point intradermal injection using the same dose. In addition, 3-point intramuscular injection was associated with less pain and lower risk of bruising as a result of fewer punctures. Though the sample size was small, These results can provide practical guidance, even though ultimately the injection method may differ depending on clinicians' preferences.
0: The first article we referenced today was Pre exposure prophylaxis for HIV infection and new sexually transmitted infections among men who have sex with men real life experience from three sexual health clinics in France by M. Colas and co authors.
1: The second article was Androgen Receptor Genetic Variant Predicts COVID-19 Disease Severity, A Prospective Longitudinal Study of Hospitalized COVID-19 May Patients by McCoy and co-authors.
0: The third editor's pick you heard today came from the article Frailty Screening in Dermatooncology Practice, a Modified Delphi Study and a Systemic Review of the Literature by MEC Van Winden and co-authors.
1: The fourth article was Different injection patterns of Incobotulinum toxin A for crossfeed, a split face comparative study by Vaccameron and co authors.
0: Those were the editor's picks for January. If a topic has grabbed your attention, you can find these editor's picks and accompanying articles in the most recent issues of the Journal of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology. We appreciate you joining us and look forward to presenting more research, interviews, and other topics of merit for the new year. Until the next time,
1: take care of your skin.